Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Fiction. Science fiction. Horror. Fantasy. Crime. LGBT. You have now entered the House of Mystery with your hosts, Eric Shapiro, David North Martino, John Copenhaver, and Al Warren. FM Riverside and 1050 AM Palm Springs. Mystery on KKNW 1150 AM Seattle and KCAA 106.5 FM Los Angeles. I'm hosting today Al Warren, and of course, joining me is Dr. Joe Yusinski. How are you doing, Joe? Great. It's always great to be here. Another beautiful day. <laughs> so um, lots of activity over the last little while you've been off. We've been doing the reruns for Wednesday. Um, uh, tell us what you've been up to. I know you went to Vegas. Yeah, so I got back from Vegas Sunday night. I was there for four days at the CSI Con, which is the Center for Scientific Inquiry Convention that they have annually. And it was a lot of speakers talking about investigations into the paranormal and pseudoscience and aliens and conspiracy theories. Ooh, that must have been pretty exciting. Uh, what, what kind of guests do they have there? So some of the big-name guests were Richard Dawkins, um, who, who's the uh, preeminent evolutionary biologist, uh, Bill Nye, the science guy, didn't speak, but he was he was uh, popping around. Um, Brian Dunning, who we've had on the show previously, was there. Um, there in, 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 and there were a lot of people talking about science and, you know, how can we investigate weird topics with a scientific flair to it? Do we just have to throw up our hands and say, oh, well, who knows if people can really bend forks with their fingers or whatnot? Is there a way to study this? So, so a lot of it was just talking about, you know, let's be skeptical of different claims that people have and see if we can have evidence before we draw a conclusion. Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, do, do you get a lot of, um, so everybody's pretty logical there, everybody's pretty scientific or they're, they're more, um, they, they're not really throwing conspiracy theories out there without any sort of, evidence or is that wrong well for the most part no so there was a really good talk about 9-11 conspiracy theories and sort of um taking apart one of the main claims that the 9-11 truthers have which is that jet fuel can't melt steel um and they showed that it doesn't take that much to melt you know iron and steel and whatnot and people have been doing it for you know, uh, thousands of years with methods less sophisticated than smashing, you know, um, jet airliners filled with fuel into buildings. Um, so they say, you know, a lot of these claims can be investigated and, and they just don't hold water. 
they might sound good, um, you know, but they just don't hold water once you investigate and apply logic to it. Um, but the one thing I will say is that a lot of the people there sort of purge themselves of, you know, unevidenced beliefs in most areas. So these are people who don't believe in ESP or an afterlife or a soul or telekinesis or alien visitation or things like that. Um, but when I was speaking, I did get the impression um, that they're not unlike other normal people when it comes to their political views. Um, because when I started to, to talk about political conspiracy theories and why people hold their political opinions, that's where I seemed to get a little bit of more pushback. Um, maybe it was only in my mind, but that was the part where the, where the crowd got a little more silent, particularly when I went after Bernie Sanders. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah, of course. Because uh, <laughs> the majority of the academics tend to be on the liberal side, right? Yeah, I mean, not all the people there were academics, but they were they were very scientifically inclined people. But they, I, I would get the impression that there there weren't any Trump voters there, um, <laughs> you know. But I will say, I mean, it, I think I created some cognitive dissonance talking about Sander and his conspiracy theories because, you know, Sanders pushes a lot of ideas, for, you know, both political and non-political ideas throughout his career that just don't have a scientific basis behind them. Like, he's been involved with pseudoscience, saying that, you know, having a bad mental outlook causes cancer. I mean, <laughs> I just don't think there's good evidence for that. Right. And his ideas about how the economy works, you know, saying the 1% controls everything, just just isn't true. I mean, there are no economy textbooks that say this. Um... You know, and a lot of the people that follow Sanders have conspiracy beliefs. You know, they, they, you know, they're, Sanders supporters were more likely to believe that vaccines, you know, had serious negative side effects than Clinton voters. So, so these people probably, you know, a lot of them were either Sanders or Clinton supporters and probably a little bit shocked to find out that people on their side and candidates on their side engaged in it too. Yeah. Well, there's also there's probably a, a line of conspiracy. Like w what I mean is um so a Sanders supporter might think that uh you know the vaccines are bad for you or that something about the um the the economy or about stress and and being upset causes cancer. They might have that. But I think they put they draw a line saying that's not necessarily conspiracy, and they'll put something like the truthers of nine eleven as a conspiracy. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. I mean that's I mean that's something we all have to a degree. We all believe in one or a few conspiracy theories, but for us they're not conspiracy theories. They're conspiracy facts. It's the other guy who believes in conspiracy theories. We don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, just like the other guy is greedy, we're not greedy. That's <laughs> the other guy. <laughs> well, of course, uh, um, and that you know, and that that actually comes out with with uh, the George Soros, um, and today how I guess someone planted a bomb or bomb stuff around his house. Um, so 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 a lot of people put him as. Uh, an evil person, you know, he's a Nazi and all these things. Um, what's your thought on that? And who planted the bombs? Was it like uh, Trump? <laughs> well, who well, I put on Twitter yesterday. I said by the end of the week, these will be the ideas on Twitter. And it's A, Trump did it. <laughs> B, Hillary Clinton did it. <laughs> C, the, you know, the people on the MH370 flight came back and did it. <laughs> so... Um, you're going to have the range of usual suspects getting getting accused, but until we know, it's all you know, obviously speculation. But now it's Soros. There's a bomb went to the Clintons. A bomb went to the Obamas. So there's bombs going around everywhere. I mean, and you know, obviously of three. So it seems like a pattern of going after high-profile liberal people. Um, I don't know why anyone would go after the Obamas at this point because they're sort of out of the game, 
you know, it's an ex-president, you know, and he's not really doing anything, you know. Um, so normally people who are out of the game, you know, don't get, you know, people coming after them. It's it's If it is indeed a conspiracy theorist who's doing it, you think they would, you know, I could understand Soros because, you know, there are conspiracy theories saying Soros is actively subverting democracy. Right. Right. You know, so for that reason, it makes sense, you know, it makes sense to them to take some sort of action. Well, it, it could be someone that's just trying to um, um, put a shock to people or to, to give a statement in a way, uh, like by doing Obama and Clinton and all that. And, and I hear CNN had to be evacuated as well. Um, so when you look at all of that, it could be someone just trying, not thinking that any of the bombs will really get through. But it makes news. Yeah. Um, and that would be a weird thing to do, right? Because you're going to go to prison forever. Um, whether you sent it, you know, not to go off and just to frighten people. Um, compared to if you sent it and it really did go off. I mean, it's just not, that's just not a joking matter. No, no, it isn't. Um but what level is it going to go to? Because people, yeah. you know, look at what the pizza thing, you know, and Pizzagate and all that, and um, people actually go as far as killing people over these yeah. conspiracies that obviously are not true. Yeah, and I, and I don't want to get, you know, to make sure that we're not getting, too, the audience doesn't think we're getting too far ahead of the data at this point, because we don't know who's doing it or what their motivation is, right? Right, of course. Yeah, um, but I mean, if we were to make guesses, I'd probably say it's somebody who's sort of motivated um, by politics. They're probably on the right because their targets are on the left, and they seem to be motivated by um, probably a conspiracy thing because Soros, you know, people are only going to go after Soros if they believe that Soros is somehow pulling strings, you know, for some reason or another. Well, and they've never really had any solid evidence against Soros, have they? I mean, that picture saying that he was a Nazi, we we know that's not real. So what exactly is it about Soros that's causing uh, conspiracy? Well, the left and right both have their, their boogeymen, right? Right. You know, the right says, oh, it's Soros funding all these things. And that's the way for them to say, you know, every protest, every, you know, is, is really just astroturf. It's just George Soros paying people to go and disrupt and riot and protest and whatnot. And the, and the left has it too. And they say, oh, the Koch brothers are, you know, doing this and that and the other thing and they're, they're, they're bad people. I mean, the, you know, the right engages in this clearly, but the left does it too. I mean, a good example is, is one of the first commercials from Obama's re-election campaign in 2012 opened up with with a screen that said shadowy oil or shadowy billionaires are out to you know tarnish the president's good record. I mean shadowy oil billionaires. I mean we know who they are. They're the Koch brothers. They're not shadowy. We know exactly what they're doing. We know who they give their money to and why and for what reasons. And um, there's nothing shadowy about it. But it was framed in a conspiratorial uh, way. So and that's you know and that's not good either. So both sides do it to one degree or another, and, and they probably shouldn't, because eventually you're going to get somebody who, you know, wants to take action on it. Yeah, it's pretty. You know, it's 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 a strange thing, um, and I and in one of the Kennedy JFK groups about the assassination, I, I noticed that and I said something in the group because. They were talking about uh, uh, Bill Gates and Soros and and all of that, and uh, I, I just I, I realized that you can realize what type of group you're in when all it is is the one side, you know, or the other side. It's kind of it's kind of strange how people go together like that and um, just just kind of regurgitate these whole things. Um, you know, at the at the CSI, who do you think was the the most interesting for you? Well, you know, I was really there to see James Randi. Um, well, I was really there to speak, and that's why I was invited. But um, seeing James Randi, the uh, magician and person who debunks, um, 
people who claim to have real psychic powers. I think that was the most interesting thing to me. I mean, he's he's really old. Um, I don't know how old, but I would say 90 or something like that. But, I mean, he still talks great, and he's very entertaining. And, and he's really done a lot of work for the world trying to um, rid us of these charlatans who claim to have these real powers, you know. And and the James Randi Educational Foundation has had a million-dollar award out there for decades, saying anyone who can prove under controlled scientific conditions that they have real psychic powers or real paranormal powers gets a million bucks, and it's they've never been able to prove it. Yeah. So and that tells us something. So <laughs> good good for him for doing that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, I, I wonder, but uh, if if it'll ever really leave us, um, because that sort of um, afterlife question has been around for forever, and people deal with it in different ways. You know, no, it's so tempting, right? Like I'd love to believe that you know I die and go to some magic place that's all wonderful and we all get along, and you know, but I, I mean, until you can prove it, I mean, it's just sort of wishful thinking, right? Right. But it, it, it all sort of fits in that same way. I think aliens, I think um, religion, and uh, even magic to a bit, um, psychics, the whole phenomena, is, isn't it all related to something afterwards that we don't have to die? Isn't that sort of it, do you think? Yeah, in some ways. And, you know, it can be, those beliefs can be sort of harmless, but on the other hand, they can be really dangerous, too, and self-destructive, because, like, I know 19 guys who believed in a really good afterlife, and they flew buildings into planes, they flew planes into buildings. <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, um, that's what I hear. So, so, all these people who say, oh, you know, this life doesn't really matter, it's the next. Well, I don't want to be near that person, because it's like, if you don't think what you do right now matters then I don't want to be around you because the things that you do matter to me. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, on the one hand, if you say, well, you know, something might happen after I might go to some nice kingdom of God or whatever. All right. But when you get to the extremes, um, those sort of beliefs can be very dangerous. And, and, and at the least, they can make you not value what you have right now. Right. So, I mean, to me, it's so important that people value the lives that they have at this moment and make the most of it. Yeah, it's kind of, um, I, I, but but I, I think because of that, um, you know, like Randy's uh, thought of, of offering money for proof, um, it would never work. It would never happen, whether you had someone that could do it or not. Uh, people are still going to believe because yeah. you know, I, I don't think, I don't know in a free society if you can actually eliminate um, that kind of thinking. Yeah, I mean it's it, it would be tough, but I mean certain things go away over time, right? Yeah, oh for sure, for sure. And you know, um, but when I poll on these sorts of things, you still get big numbers of people. I think almost a majority believe that ghosts walk the earth and interact with humans. Um, the people have psychic powers, that people can see the future, or they believe in, you know, prophecies of one form or another. So these beliefs are there. And I think what scientists have to do, particularly in the classroom, is just sort of um, help people think through these things a little bit more. I mean, like with Bible prophecies, so many people believe in these Bible prophecies, but they're, the, a lot of these things are just terrible, terrible prophecies that you can't really say are true or not true. Yeah. Oh, and that's kind of the... And it's the same thing with with all the stuff that Q says, you know, it's stuff that, you know, you can interpret any way you want to make it true. And, and at that point, it's not really good prophecy. Well, well, doesn't that speak toward our society? Like, um, you know, even we can go to Trump. We can go to um, anybody that has some, even Sanders, uh, not so much now, but anybody that had a kind of a mob following. And, and, and I don't mean that in a negative term. I'm not saying angry mob. <laughs> but, 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 you know, what I mean is um, 
the type of person that would actually go out to a, a Trump rally, hold a sign and scream and cheer. Um, I mean, that's your right. Everything's great. But I, I don't get the mob mentality. Um, even if you, even if this person you like is the best thing since sliced bread, even if they're doing a really good job, um, but we see that in society all the time, you know, over singers and movie stars and Kardashians and all this stuff. Like we idolize these people, and they become perfect. Um, I, I just don't know how we're how we can eliminate that. Yeah, and I think people need to be very careful not to just go whole hog in on some of these political figures. Like, I remember when I was in grad school out in Arizona, and I think the ticket was Carrie and John Edwards. And people had, you know, students on campus were holding signs saying, I love John Edwards. <laughs> and, and and it's just sort of an interesting example because I was like, why do you love this guy? I mean, you don't know him. You've never met him. And you know nothing about him except for the fact that he's a Democrat and running for vice president. And as it turns out, the guy's kind of a skis. Yeah. Right? So it's like, why are you saying you love him? He's, you know, maybe, doesn't have very good morals. <laughs> well, maybe that's what they love. <laughs> Maybe they, yeah, maybe they knew everything about him and like that. Yeah, I mean, that's it's like what, guys cheat on their wives when they're getting cancer treatments, you know. Yeah, well, that, that's what I don't understand is how someone can be all over another human being like they're like they're a god. Um, they're the next coming of of, of of Christ, but I think that because of it's the, the opposite it's the opposite way too i mean like uh, if anyone's watching tv now and you have all these stupid political commercials on you know it, it, for the first couple of weeks of the campaign all all the all the commercials are very positive like i'm so and so i'm running for congress you know i used to sweep floors and now I'm a business person and now i want to vote whatever yeah um, and now it's just nasty stuff coming out. And it's everyone's corrupt. This person's under investigation. That person took a check from so-and-so. It's shady dealings, you know. <laughs> yeah, and what's this about blackface and, and that whole thing, too? Have you heard that? No, what happened with that? Well, apparently um, something about um, people are going to dress their children up for Halloween in blackface. So they're going to... Uh, take their white their the white kids you know for Halloween and dress them up you know put them up like a blackface. Okay. And um, of course there's the well there's something racist about this and then there's people saying no it's not racist to do that and it's kind of like I'm just sort of surprised um, that it comes to that in in politics. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I, I mean, a lot of this debate, so Megyn Kelly got in trouble for us. That's right. She's, she said, that, she's the one that, yeah. You know, she said, you know, somebody dressed up as Diana Ross and they darkened their skin to look more like Diana Ross. Um, you know, and the response is, you know, it can be very offensive because that has a long history of, of dehumanizing African-Americans. You know, which, you know, I, I completely understand. Um on the other hand, sometimes the concern about Halloween costumes goes too far. <laughs> well, it's you know you can dress up like a Pocahontas, and that's considered uh, a bad thing. And you know the um, then the president is is <laughs> calling Warren Pocahontas. I don't know. It just it, it's all questionable. And, and what about all of these, um, you know, bringing Soros into it, the uh, the caravan of, of immigrants? Like, what what is that all about? Um, well, you have a caravan of immigrants working their way north, and Trump says that um, there's uh, Middle Eastern terrorists sneaking in with the caravan, which I doubt to be true, and there's no evidence of that at this point. And... Um, Trump's going to use it as a campaign issue, and it's it's a really good campaign issue for Republicans because they they are the party of anti-immigration, and no matter how you frame this, you're going to scare a lot of people. Saying, you know, it just makes perfect news because just the word caravan 
oh, you know, and everyone can immediately say, oh, my God, and you see a line of people walking through Mexico coming towards us. You know, so when we do national polls and say questions like, do you think the government's hiding the true cost of immigration from taxpayers? 55% of Americans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I can say yes. So that's not just one party. That's both parties uh, to some degree saying that they believe in immigration conspiracy theories. Um, when you ask it in Florida, you get 40 percent. And that's like in Florida is like a best case scenario because we're a very immigration rich state. So there's there's something out there across Americans that is very suspicious of immigration. And if you package something like this just right. You can you can easily use it to your political advantage. So so you think that'll give them a um, a plus in the campaign now? Oh yeah, and it's it's it, you know something like that can easily be used by all these uh, packs out there to put out commercials that say, you know, caravan coming towards the border right now, trying to break in. Who knows who's there and who they want to kill. <laughs> Yeah. But but so and so is soft on immigration. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the same old generic. Um, but, but we can't really, I don't know. Can, so so people will people will fall for that. They they'll get scared. It will activate something that they already believe and make it actionable right now, right? And 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 to me, I mean, if you look at the people coming in this caravan. These people are not a threat. These are the most vulnerable people, you know, on this on this side of the continent, on this side of the planet. I mean, these are these are people who are just looking for better opportunity and jobs and whatnot. They're not coming to kill us. But, you know, you can frame it however you want. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it puts the Democrats in a bad spot because it's not as if Democratic voters, you know, really want the caravan coming here either. I mean, I mean, neither party is, is in favor of open immigration. Neither party, you know, is really that much in favor of letting people come in and work and whatnot. Um, you have, you have, you know, protectionism running through both parties. Yeah, and and they don't they don't make it clear enough where where they stand. Yeah, I mean even someone like Sanders, who's a far left candidate, he's not uh, he's not in favor of open borders. He's not in favor of of letting people come in and work jobs for a limited period of time. He's beholden to a lot of interests who want to um, limit the job market here. They don't want more people coming into work because that's going to depress wages. Or at least that's what they say. Yeah. And it's one of those, but that's not made clear enough. I don't think people realize that as much as they should. I mean, I I am a, 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 you know, I believe in borders, and I believe that we should have people, you know, you should know who's coming in and out. Um, But most of this country is empty. Yeah. (laughs) so we're not in danger of overpopulating. I mean, you go you go anywhere off off the coast, and all of a sudden, you know, it's empty. So there's plenty of room to to put people to build, and more people means more production, more ideas, more stuff to go around, and that's a good thing. And it's it's yes, there's there's always the, the danger of depressing wages in some sectors for a short period of time. There's always some displacement, but there's ways that the government can mitigate that very easily. Um, but, you know, the government doesn't do it. And um, so you wind up with some constituencies that are hurt by immigration, at least in the short term. But overall, the net effect of immigration is a very, very good thing. And if you look at the countries whose populations are going down, they're not doing better. They're doing worse. So as, as Americans live better lives and as our situation improves, we just naturally have less kids, which means to maintain our lifestyle, we, we should be bringing more people here. And that's that's just a good thing in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. And and remember, listeners, to send your hate mail to Joe. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, there will be some. Um, now, yeah. And, and, and then my simple response is, so how did you get here? You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I know, it, 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 but it's too too much logic. Um, Richard Dawkins, um, did you get to meet him and talk to him? Um, we, we, he walked by me a whole bunch of times, and we, I think I waved once or twice, but um, he, he and I actually filmed a TV show for Britain's ITV together, um, separately. Um, so, but I did get to hear him talk on stage, and he's he's still incredibly good and great great to listen to um and the interest now is just you know fighting the anti-scientific beliefs um as best you can and um it's not easy so i mean we have major problems right now like everyone thinks fake news is an issue right now but there have been you know horrible beliefs forever you know, like we, the the people in this group have been fighting against, you know, paranormal and alien and all sorts of these beliefs for decades. And so they would say we've probably been in the era of fake news forever. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you know, there's always going to be that. Um, it's just when it becomes a problem. Did they lay out any kind of uh, plans or ideas to fight uh, or to develop people into more scientific thinking or to be appreciative of more science? So to be appreciative, yes. Um, In terms of what we do next, I just don't know because, um, as it was pointed out, like when you give people um, information that contradicts what they believe, they will have a tendency to to, uh, not only discount it, but double down on their wrong beliefs. I mean, it would be great if we could all believe in magic, right? And, you know, but un- unfortunately we find out it's not true. It's sort of deflating a balloon. And, and I guess we need to find something more magical and more fun to, to, uh, to replace those beliefs with. And, and, you know, 
a lot of people think science isn't isn't that fun, but I think you can find the magic and the hope and all these things in science. Look out in the in the universe. I mean, the size is immense. The things that are out there are amazing, and you know, to me, that's more fun than believing that some dude can melt forks with his thumb. Um, we're going to have Yuri on in in about two weeks. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> his his agent just let us know yesterday that uh, he's good to do the show. So, Mister Mister Geller's going to be on. So, um, am I going to be on with him, or is that another? That'll be another day. <laughs> well, you know, you never know what day he wants to be on. I, I you know, I don't know um, if he's it, how how he is on challenges toward uh, what he's done or says he's done. Um, I, I don't know. I've never seen him in a conflict on, on a show myself. Well, well, a good one to look up on YouTube is there's a, a show with him and James Randi, and they appear together, and I think Bill Bixby, the guy who used to play the Hulk oh, right. back in the 70s, yeah. um, is on it. And James Randi says, you know, this is a bunch of gibberish, and Yuri Geller says that he's helping people fix their radios and TV sets all over the country with magic. So, oh. um, they didn't settle the debate there, um, but I'm more inclined to, to go with James Randi than I am with Yuri Geller. Um, but, I mean, nonetheless, Geller's led a fascinating life, and there's still people who give him a lot of money to hear what he has to say. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's still doing well. Um, he has an agent, so <laughs> he's doing okay. I, I, I don't know. Um We'll find out. Um, uh, maybe maybe it'd be good. And uh, of course, uh, Stephen Pinker said he'd uh, come on the show here in November as well. Another really, you know, another person I saw at the conference was the magician Banachek. Now he's featured very heavily in the James Randi Netflix documentary, but he was one of the people that uh, worked with Randi to take down the televangelist Peter Popoff. The faith healer, yeah. and to uh, to to go in and infiltrate the the government funding of paranormal research. Um, so he was one of these young people that that the government was paying millions of dollars for these research projects, and they believed that he had real psyop power. <laughs> and then they were able to, to they came out at the end and they said, let, "Let us tell you how we did it. We faked it the whole time." And the scientists were so into it that they allowed themselves to be tricked over and over and over again. Wow, uh, it's, it's it's amazing what uh, what can happen again with that personality. Um, you know, if you want to believe something, you will find the evidence to to tell you that you're right, and you will discard or ignore or avoid all the other evidence. And that's what makes science so good. A science, you have to take all the evidence, not just the evidence that tells you what you want. But 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 I'm a runway model. <laughs> <laughs> hey, me too. <laughs> See, so there you go. And it's what I believe. That's it. <laughs> and I'm going to help fix radios. <laughs> I, you know, uh, that's pretty. I think that's pretty amazing. Um, there's something to be said for that. What about the, um, you know, we've had this on. That brings this up to me. Uh, we've had a lot of people that were in the, uh, you know, the uh, remote viewing sort of thing for the government agencies. Um, so, so what do you think that's all about? Do you think there's absolutely no power in mind? Um, if there is, it hasn't been demonstrated yet. And, and, and that's the thing. I mean, I... It, so I was in class, I was teaching class this past summer, and I had a student who told me that her friend bought these magic metal balls that apparently you tape to your ear, and they help you lose weight. <laughs> and I said, that sounds ridiculous. How could this possibly work? And she goes, well, it worked. <laughs> and I said, well, how do you know it worked? She said, well, my friend lost weight. And I said, well, how do you know that, that, that that's what did it? And her answer was, well, she had the metal balls stuck to her ears. So, of course, that was what did it. <laughs> but you imagine if the person changed their diet and exercise and they were actively working to lose weight, 
um, then they're going to lose weight. And the metal ball just happens to be there making them look, you know, look goofy, but has no effect on what they're doing. And that's the same thing. All of us can predict something. All of us can think of something that's probably going to be a true prediction or is probably going on in the other room right now, but it doesn't make us psychic. It's just, you know, there are certain things we can predict and there's nothing psychic about it. You know, people can predict what I'm going to wear tomorrow. That's because I wear jeans all the time. There's nothing psychic about that. It's just if you're going to do these remote viewing things, if you're going to say that you can make good predictions or tell us prophecy, it's got to be specific. And it's got to be something out of the ordinary. You know, when my, on the History Channel, which is a channel that has nothing to do with history anymore. Oh, I know. It's terrible. Yeah. The night before the 2016 presidential election, they put on a show saying, did Nostradamus predict the 2016 election? <laughs> and, and, and they said that he did because they used the word, because he used the word trumpet. And that must have meant Trump. <laughs> oh my. I mean, if that's your standard, then you can make anything predict anything. Oh, that's just crazy. That's crazy. But that channel's gone crazy anyway. I mean, uh, yeah. same as, uh, I'll say that about discovery and stuff like that. A lot of those are not very scientific anymore, you know. Yeah, and even like the Animal Planet channel, you know, they have all these shows about fake animals like Bigfoots and mermaids and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought it was about real animals, not <laughs> like humans. Um, <laughs> wow. And, and now I noticed um, in the csi that stephen fry was a headline um what did he bring to the show That's, i'm sort of surprised so he talked for a while and he was just really really great just a, a all-around nice guy and you know he's he's been a long time um on tv sort of pushing back against you know these paranormal and supernatural beliefs um but very gracious and just really um Really incredible to listen to. So you wouldn't think you would have a Hollywood person, right. you know, an actor showing up at one of these things, um, you know, because a lot of the people talked about were Hollywood types, particularly Gwyneth Paltrow, um, whose Goop brand sells a lot of pseudoscience <laughs> yeah. stuff. Um, but he, you know, he was very sharp and, um, you know, was part of the fight against these beliefs. Yeah, I, I was just surprised because uh, I know him because we I watch a lot of ITV. Um, it's 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 common in in my Canadian residence to have ITV. So uh, I was just surprised to see him. So now, um, what's the plans for that for CSI? I guess that goes on every year. Does it go on in Vegas? Yeah, so they, they do it in Vegas every year, it looks like, and they put all the talks um, on YouTube after the conference. So um, I don't think they do it immediately, but over the next few months, um, all these talks will be made available. And if people want to look them up on YouTube, um, go to CSICon and put that into YouTube, and you'll find a lot of great talks from last year. Um, so, so, so they make all this stuff available to the public too, but, but if you attend, it's really, really amazing because, you know, I'm just, you know, walking around and Hey, there's Bill Nye, the science guy. <laughs> now, now just so, cause we get, a, when I, when I'm on the show on other times and I get, um, a lot of people that slam Bill Nye, the science guy saying he's not a real scientist and stuff. And I don't know him. I've never met him. Um, what do you think of him? Like, is he is he real scientific, or, or what's what's the story behind him? So, uh, he's a science communicator, and he does that pretty well. And you know, all of us have our faults, and I'm sure people can go look at him, and he, you know, he's probably had beliefs that might not have been true. But the good thing about him is where he's been wrong in the past, he's updated. So I give him a lot of credit for that. Um, but we need more people like him who are willing to learn the science and then communicate it to others. So for that reason, you know, um, I, I, I view him positively. And um, the Skeptoid podcast, the guy Brian, Brian Dunning, he was there. He didn't speak, but did he? 
No, he didn't speak, but he was there. And Brian Downing, I mean, you can listen to our previous show with him. He's very, very good. And he's got, if you go to skeptoid.com, he's got a lot of really great 15-minute podcasts where he gives the story behind a whole lot of different things, um, like chemtrails or or anything like that. He gets into the science behind it, and they're just really entertaining. So I strongly recommend that. But 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 a great guy to uh, chat with as well. I got to spend some time with him in Vegas. Do you know? Do you know? I was just thinking about that. Do you know that if um, if if someone like um, Alex Jones um, no, says anything, if he comes out with any sort of comment, I automatically think it's it's BS. <laughs> Do you know? You know what I mean? He's gotten to the point where there's there's nothing I believe. There's absolutely nothing. And in fact, if he said something. If he makes a statement, whatever it is that he said is completely fake. That's in my mind. I, I just wonder if that's sort of something that happens, and that's why there's also a lot of the right attack on media. Well, um, I imagine if because you can go through Infowars stuff, and it's a lot of it's just crazy gibberish. You know, like stuff about zombies and things like that. Stuff just is not true and and even though a lot of its predictions a lot of it would have come true by now but it didn't so um, there's a lot of wrong information and wrong claims and bad predictions um, does that mean I think you should be banned and the answer is no right um, right I mean there's a lot of reasons for that is one I, I I'm big into the First Amendment and even wrong people have a right to speak um, but I think we're better off with more media sources than less, and I just don't like putting it into a, a, a few people's hands, the power just to ban and silence, because I don't trust them. And I, I think that as a society, we're much better off with more voices than less. And that's that. <laughs> well, we certainly have a lot more voices now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we should democratize media rather than to put it back in the hands of a few gatekeepers. I mean, if we want to demarcate things, as you know, if we want to find ways to demarcate different news sources as more or less credible, then hey, let's do that. Let's figure out ways to do that, but let's not ban. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Free freedom of speech is the most important. And that's not to say that I, I, I just you know don't want Alex Jones to be held responsible for things that he said that may have caused harm or damage to people. That's unacceptable. But the more, you know, you know, him just saying zombies are coming to get us, I don't really care about that. Yeah. <laughs> zombies and half humans and, and, and apes and all the stuff he's got. Yeah, it's just craziness. Um, and we had his uh, ex-wife on, hey? And, and and how was she? Oh, she quite quite good. I was surprised, but she's sure mad at him. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> that's that's the easy, nicest I can say. Uh, she's sure angry with that man, but um, but it's all good. It's all good. So now we're going to continue the series of conspiracy, and we're going to talk about um, um, all sorts of things in the in the upcoming uh, uh, season here. Um, and uh, we're going to have a, a lot of interesting guests, uh, hopefully a lot of these people from the CSI con. And um, any, any ideas people have, please uh, let us know. The um, show uh, with um, Brian Dunning and the Snowflakes uh, both um, made the top ten for the year already for our wow. series and even iTunes put that as number two and number seven for our most popular shows for the year. Wow. So um, those two shows it just uh, blew the top off. And um, so there's a good interest for it. So this is great. So, uh, Well, Dunning, by the way, I was in contact with him this morning. He's getting attacked by all the Q people on Twitter right now. So all the QAnon supporters are going after him. So he's had to um, turn off his... his uh, his notifications for a while. <laughs> wow, um, what have they got against him? Because uh, he pro he says it's probably not real. <laughs> oh well, yeah, but you know, I mean, what's 
like I, I don't get that because he can go out and say, oh, yeah, it's not real. But they're just giving him a lot of attention then by doing that. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, and he said it's a lot. He's The question he had for me is that he's getting a lot of female Q supporters. And he said, is this the normal thing? Because you would think it'd be all these dudes. Right that are sitting at their Twitter accounts being very angry and aggressive, but he's saying it's a lot of women. And my response to him was, well, it's hard to know who it is because it could be Russian bots or, you know, some unemployed Slovakian guy getting paid by Putin to, you know, just cause trouble. You know, who knows? Could be Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I said, you know, I've had a lot of women Q supporters come after me, too. So you just don't know. Yeah, you just don't know. You don't even know. You know, they're behind the fence. Uh, I, I haven't had too many attacks, um, but it's uh, it couldn't be something that's um, put us on the map just, you know, because uh, of those two shows doing so well. Uh, that's a lot of listeners they're getting. And um, um, so there, there you go. Um, maybe you'll get some attacks too now, hey? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, another great show, um, and uh, stay tuned. We'll be back next Wednesday, every Wednesday, to talk about conspiracy. So, Joe, it's been another great show. Thank you for, for joining us and being here. Thank you. It's always fun. To find out more about our show, guests, or to listen to past shows from our archive, please go to www.houseofmysteryradio.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.